Welcome to Around the League. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And today's episode is going to start out with the trivia answer from last week. So if you did not listen to last week's episode, uh, the trivia question was, who holds the all-time NCAA Division I scoring record, men's or women's? The answer to that is Pete Maravich, uh, Pete Piston Marovich, he uh, played for LSU in his college years, went on to play in the NBA, have a very successful career in the NBA. So he holds the career scoring record in D1. And Caitlin Clark is actually 75 points away from passing him. So uh, we will see if his record holds up or if uh, Caitlin Clark passes that. Uh, And then we do have some more college basketball coming up a little bit later. But before that, uh, we have a couple of uh, headlines from Major League Baseball. Tim Anderson is signing with the Marlins to a five-year or one-year, $5 million deal. And he's a pretty well-known name. He really had a pretty bad year last year. Um, But in the past, he has been a very good shortstop uh, but just the past one one and a half two years just really hasn't been that great uh he did that have he did have that uh, famous walk-off uh at the first field of dreams game which he's kind of known for but um so the marlins will have luisa rise at second base and then I'm guessing they will probably have Tim Anderson starting at shortstop. So uh, pretty good up the middle for the Marlins. We'll kind of see if Tim Anderson can bounce back from last year. But um, Marlins kind of making their first big offseason move with that one. And we're getting closer and closer to the season starting only a little over a month away. And the first spring training game ended in a 14 to 1 win for the Dodgers. So obviously uh, Otani did not play, but a good, a good sign for the Dodgers. They have a lot of pressure on them this year, a lot of pressure on Dave Roberts to succeed. I mean, they got. Uh, Yamamoto over from Japan. They got Otani. They got Tyler Glass now. Teoscar Hernandez. So, I mean, and then that's just adding to their already very good roster. Freddie Freeman, uh, Will Smith, to name a few. And so, a lot of pressure is being put on the Dodgers to succeed this season. Um, and we will we will see how it goes. A lot of those super teams that have kind of been built in the NBA have not worked out. Uh, and this is kind of one of the first really big super teams that we've seen in recent years in the MLB. So uh, we'll we'll just have to wait and see how that all plays out. Um, in college basketball. Uh, some top 10 games and then some upsets. Uh, UConn beat Marquette 81 to 53. Uh, huge win for UConn. They were number, UConn was number one and Marquette was number four at the time in the AP poll. So very impressive win for UConn. 
Uh, Kentucky beat Auburn 70 to 59. Ohio State upset number two Purdue 73 to 69. I believe just their fourth loss of the season, third or fourth loss of the season. So uh, Zach Eady has definitely had a very good season for Purdue and Purdue overall having a very good season. So um, unexpected loss versus Ohio State, and we'll see how they can bounce back this weekend. Uh, Houston beat Iowa State 73-65. to I'm sure not many people expected Iowa State to be as good as they are this year. Uh, so a top 10 matchup and Houston ended up coming out on top in that big 12 battle. And then Creighton upset number one UConn 85 to 66. A huge conference win for Creighton and uh, UConn now up to three losses on the season, which still very good, a uh, very good record they have. Um, but, uh, you know, Big, big upset there. Very huge. And then Penn State upset Illinois 90 to 89. LSU upset South Carolina 64 to 63. And Washington State upset Arizona 77 to 74. Arizona kind of been one of the more consistent teams as of late. There's been a lot of upsets in January and February. Uh, But Arizona has been kind of one of those teams that's uh, avoided getting knocked off, but uh, Washington State beat them this past week, so huge win for them, and we'll see how Arizona can uh, respond to that in their next game with uh, March Madness coming up, obviously, for all these teams less than a month away, so uh once again, very, very excited for that to to roll around. Um, some games to watch in the coming week. Houston versus Baylor. Yet another very good Big 12 matchup. The Big 12 has been very competitive this year in basketball. Kind of surprising, but with Houston joining it, it's uh, created lots of very good matchups. And... With Iowa State and Texas Tech kind of emerging as um, some very good teams, kind of underdogs, it's been very fun to watch the Big 12. Obviously, you know, Kansas and Baylor, the perennial contenders for um, the Big 12 title, but uh, a couple newcomers rising up, so uh, it's, it's very fun to watch. And then UConn versus Villanova, like the Big 12, the Big East has been a very fun conference to watch for basketball, uh, as it always is, very competitive. Um, But, you know, it just seems like even if you're one of the top teams in the country, if you're playing a conference game, especially on the road, you know, nothing, nothing is safe, you know. It could be against a team below 500 and, you know, one of the top five teams in the nation and you could get knocked off by 15 plus points. I mean, that's just how competitive the Big East is. Big East basketball is uh, something that, you know, a lot of other conferences do not have uh, very competitive and basketball is kind of really the only big sport in the Big East. So, um 
the Big East basketball has been very fun and has not disappointed this season. Alabama versus Kentucky in the SEC. Back to the Big East is Providence versus Marquette. And in the SEC again is Auburn versus Tennessee. And then some team leaders uh, going into, kind of coming into the um, conference tournaments, not a couple weeks away from the conference tournaments, but uh, kind of getting into those talks. Some leaders in points per game. There's two teams that average over 90 points. That is Alabama at 91 and Arizona at 90. Uh, field goal percentage over 50%. Wright State is at 53%. Gonzaga is at 51 and Indiana State is at 50. And points per game allowed under 60. Houston at 55. St. Mary's at 58. And Virginia at 58. So just kind of some of the leaders uh, as we're as the season is kind of winding down. So um, just looking at those, got a couple of a couple of pretty good contenders that are leading some categories. Not very surprising. Houston in the defense, definitely not surprised at all by that. Uh, in the NBA, so from college basketball to professional basketball, uh, some highlights from the All-Star Game weekend. Damian Lillard won the three-point contest on his last shot. It was his money ball, which was worth two points. He was down by one to, um, I think it was Trey, Trey, I think, um, and he, uh, he got it, and he won, and then Curry... Ionsky in uh, their three-point contest, and then Mac McClung won the dunk contest in back-to-back years. Uh, Damian Lillard, also a second straight year winning three-point contest, so couple repeat champions in that. And then in the skills competition, uh, the Pacers team won it, so the home team won that. And then in the All-Star game, the East won 211 to 186. The highest scoring all-star game of all time. Uh, it was the only team to reach 200 points. And, you know, it's had a lot of people talking. You know, we need to get the all-star game fixed. I agree with that. I would like to see it where it's way more competitive. And what I would like to see from the NBA and the NHL started to do it is the three-on-three tournament. Uh, the NHL started to do it where they have uh, four teams semifinals and a final it's a three-on-three tournament i think that would be super cool for the nba all-star game i know there's a lot of history with the nba all-star game kind of one of the more historical all-star games in professional sports a lot of history bits uh behind it but in the current state of it i think that would be the best thing for the all-star game and with basketball you know three-on-three uh, it's pretty well known to run three on threes, and so I think that would be very cool to uh, to watch. And I think that the players would probably get more competitive because, I mean, there's just really no defense being played. They're not really trying out there. So um, that is that's my suggestion, and um, I I would really like to see that happen. Um, and then with the game starting up after the All-Star 
All-Star break. Uh, the Bucks will play the Timberwolves tonight. So the Bucks, they have a really good record. They have one of the best records in the NBA. But with Doc Rivers uh, coming on as head coach midseason, they haven't done that great. And it's it's hard. You know, you have one head coach for the first half, and then all of a sudden there's other coach that steps in. Doc Rivers is a great coach. Uh, I have nothing against him, but, you know, just as a team, that would be very hard to to have a new coach step in. Um, and so we'll see how they handle uh, that against one of the best teams in the NBA tonight. In college baseball, uh, the number one team in the country, Wake Forest, lost to UNC Greensboro. So a little bit of an upset there. And then the weekly conference that we're going to cover is the SEC, probably the biggest baseball conference in recent years, and for good reason. I mean, I'm going to list off all of the ranked teams. We have South uh, Alabama, Tennessee, LSU, last year's champion, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Florida, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina are all ranked teams to start the season. I mean, I mean, that's eight, that's eight teams. That's eight teams out of 25 just from the SEC. I mean, that just goes to show how competitive the SEC is in baseball. And um, I'm pretty sure four, five, six, six of those eight are in the top 10. I mean, that's just SEC baseball is at a very good point right now for, for their conference. And it's always fun to watch when we get into conference play lots of very good games so i look forward to that but uh for now we're just gonna see a lot of sec teams in the top 25 and some of the good teams that aren't even ranked auburn and georgia are undefeated and georgia has had some success in college baseball so is auburn so wouldn't be surprised if they get into the rankings in the next couple of weeks um, so SEC, very competitive, uh, and then my picks for, uh, this year's SEC championship, I got three teams that I'm looking at, Georgia, Tennessee, and Texas A&M, LSU, they did win it last year, I don't know, there's a lot of good teams in the SEC, and I think somebody else is going to, uh, take the SEC championship, not saying that LSU, uh, will not you know, make it to the College World Series, but uh, for the SEC Championship, uh, those are the three teams I'm looking at. Uh, Florida would not be a bad pick either. They'd probably be my fourth team, but those are my top three uh, picks for the SEC title, Georgia, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. And then uh, from last episode, I told you the some of the games I was going to watch on Saturday uh, so of those teams, U Mary is two and three so far. Uh, University of California San Diego is three and one, and Wichita State is two and one. So that is all the info I have for this week. And as you know, we will have a trivia question, and the trivia question for this week uh, relating to college baseball starting up. Very exciting. Love to watch it. Uh, the trivia question for this week is what conference has the most college world series titles um 
It has happened many times. College World Series rolls around in Omaha every year. And so what conference has the most College World Series titles? So I'll give you a week to think about that one, come up with your answer, and uh, be ready next next week to um, find out the answer to that one. So once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the podcast. I really enjoyed uh, doing it. I hope you also enjoyed it. So uh, we'll see you next week on Around the League.